0: So we spoke last night about okay, instruction to Yehoshua be in becoming the leader. Hashem gave him three instructions, which are the jobs of a leader. The first one was to set up Eretz to split it up and to give it to each shaveit, and to set up a system of a country. The second to ensure that the Torah be kept. The third was in Muhammad. Now, to focus just for a moment more closely on the instruction to keep the Torah, Yeshua has told you the famous Pasuk, which we learn from one of the two Chiyobim we have in Nimrod HaTorah. When we talk about the Mitzvah Talmud Torah, there's two different parts of the Mitzvah. The, The one part of the Mitzvah is... Sounds similar so let's translate it clearly one part of the mitzvah is the mitzvah of yidiya with the dalet, knowledge of Torah we must have to know the whole Torah the other part of the mitzvah is satera, with the gimel spending time learning Torah it's two different khiyyubah the mitzvah of knowledge of Torah we learn from the Torah itself we from the pasuk of Shnayim Levanachol, reminding ourselves, knowing what the Torah says. But there's a second Chiyu in the Torah also, and that's what you learned from Yeshua, and that is the mitzvah of spending one's time learning Torah. Where's the nafkeeminah between them? There's a Gemara in Menachos, the very end of Menachos, and the Gemara says that Ben Dama, the nephew of Rabbi Shmuel, asked him the following question. He says, "Someone like me." who has learned kolatai now, I'm always mispoiled someone can say someone like me has learned he asks his uncle Rabbi Shmuel, can I now go and learn Greek philosophy? I read another whole already." and the amazing thing is Rabbi Shmuel doesn't argue with him about the point Rabbi Shmuel doesn't say to him you don't know kolatai Rabbi Shmuel accepts that he does so what's Rabbi Shmuel's answer? he says you can find the time to learn Greek philosophy when it's not day and it's not night. Why? Because in the by Isha, it says, You have a mitzvah of, of learning Torah all day and all night. Which means, not because you don't know something, not because you have to learn more. The starting point of the question was, I already know the whole Torah. And Rabbi Shmuel is telling him is that besides for knowledge of Torah, besides for Yudhiyasa Torah, there's also a mitzvah of Yudhiyasa Torah, of spending time learning Torah. And therefore since the Chiyuv of learning Torah is all day and all night If you want to find some other time which is not day all night You can use that to learn Greek philosophy But the Chiyuv of learning Torah is a time-based Chiyuv also The person has to spend all their time learning Torah and That's the Chiyuv, that's the mitzvah Hashem gives to Yeshua. He says it The Torah should never leave your mouth And you should spend your time thinking about it Day and night And the obvious question is, why was this chiyuv given to Yeshua and not written in to the Torah? If the chiyuv of mitzvah l'miratayra is written in to the Torah itself, so why wasn't this part of the mitzvah l'miratayra written in to the Torah too? Why would it have to wait for Seth Yeshua to give us the chiyuv of Daring Torah the whole time? The Vilna Gaon already points out a very beautiful deal. On the pasuk it says la yamr safata azmi fiha the tire shouldn't leave your mouth. the hgisa voice is think about the guy is always when a person thinks in their heart they going to the fana'a the thought, is in the heart it says the it says the gone this is a key of the puzzle which says ki kar va la hada wa ma'id fiha wa bil la yamr safata azmi fiha and then afterwards the pasuk carries on. The man Tishmer lasts his kara That's And therefore the guidance understands that this is the elaboration of the Torah already said. In other words, when the Torah is telling us the haftacha of the mitzvah Hashem gave us, it's not far from you. It's kikara velecha adavamoy. some which is very near to you. Befichah Bilvachah asosay. Isn't just a haftacha, it's easy to do. It's there, it's available. It's saying more than that, it's a chiyuv. It's a chiyuv. And that's what Torah is telling Yeshua over here. You have a chiyuv baficha, which is, don't let the Torah leave your mouth, and a chiyuv kilbauchot. You have to think about it the whole time. But there was something different that I was told to Yeshua. And that is the Yisrael, which we see in the Gemara, it talks about that after Moshe Reveder died, so the Gemara says, 3,000 halachas are forgotten. We may ablish a motion. And Yeshua asked the Kodesh Hu. And Yeshua says to Hashem, Remind me. Tell me what the halachas are forgotten. And Hashem says to him, no. I'm not going to teach you the halachas. It, need, it needed Klaishal, so to speak, to work out halachas on the own. In the end, the snail of the was maximum Why wouldn't Hashem tell them to Yeshua? So we see this is the difference between this is gate, We're going to understand this Nevo over here. This is the difference between the Nevo of Moshe and the, and Yeshua, and that is Moshe was taught Torah. Moshe was always his his state of constant readiness was in the state of Nevo. Whenever he needed to know something, Hashem told him. He said himself, not Torah a number of times. He didn't know something about Hashem. So, when, the, the Moishah's level of Torah was Hashem would tell him whatever, whatever he needed to know, Hashem would tell him. That unhug didn't apply to any other nobbi. The Hashem wouldn't tell them what the Torah said. That's another Torah. And therefore, and therefore by Yeshua, there's a new khiyuv. A new khiyuv, which is mischadish by Yeshua. You have a not to forget the Torah. not to forget the Torah. Yevichiv not to forget the Torah. But Moshe, it wasn't the game. Number one, Hashem would always tell him. And number two, and this is another said, the Gemara tells us that if it hadn't been for the destruction of the first Luchos, people wouldn't forget what they learned. The concept of forgetting and having to remind ourselves was only as a result of the sphere of the destruction of the first Luchos. Why it's like that position, we'll talk about at a later stage. It's, uh, there's a reason why it was like that, but... That, was, that would have been the Matthias. on the Shafirah of the Luchas, had the Luchas not been destroyed, we wouldn't have forgotten Ireland Alani. Now, Moshe Rabbeinu was the one person who the gezerah of the first Luchas didn't apply to. He was in Shema'inu. He was getting the Torah. Hashem even told him, I'm going to destroy them and I'll make you into a great nation. The, the What, what Klai Yisrael lost, so to speak, as a result of losing the first Luchas, Moshe didn't lose. And therefore this Musak that one needs to always revise not to forget didn't apply to Moshe Rabbeinu. The Torah was given to him like the Prophet says K'chalasa Hashem gave it to him as a gift and he didn't forget. Yes, the Gemara says once or twice when he's angry Nis'amu me'ma in the halacha. But as the idea that he has to remember the halacha the whole time Moshe was clear he had the Torah in front of him always. And he always had the option of asking Hashem. That wasn't by Yosha. After that there wasn't the option of asking Hashem to teach Torah anymore. You have to make sure not to forget it. That the halakhs which were forgotten, they had to, Klai had to work it out on their own. It wasn't the option of relying on Hashem to teach the halacha again. And the don't forget. And therefore, Yeshua sure is a special tzivuy that you have to make sure always to be involved in learning. Don't leave, don't leave the learning. Don't let the Torah leave your mouth. Don't ever find yourself not thinking about Torah because that way you'll be you'll remind Tishma, that we'll be able to guard the terror that you have, not to lose any of it. And that's that, that here, which applies to all of us for sure. That not not to lose our learning, so to speak, not to forget what we've learned, that the muccal for that is not to be masihtas, not to lose our focus on terror that we have from Yeshua. So we're learning two things from there. One that you always need eat and The way not to forget is to make sure we are always involved. When a person is dies, when a person loses his concentration or his focus on learning, then he starts to forget. And he can learn a different and forget the old one. That's uh i Right, that's just to complete. That's what the with the special TV given to your show. Now, just to finish the first parak. There's one more incident that ha- which happens, and that is Yeshua calls in the calls in um, the shaytrim, the police of the people, and he says to them, go to the camp, Prepare for yourselves provisions. In three more days we're going to cross. So." He gets everybody ready he, three days in order to prepare to enter Eretz That was for the whole of right? And there's a special survey for B'nai Rubein and B'nai God B'nai, B'nai Asha, because of the you know from the Torah. The agreement they made with Moshe was that they would leave their families, the wives, the children and the belongings behind and they will go ahead by themselves to fight. And that was a special civic to them. Remember what Moshe's metzai for you that you leave your wives behind, and you by 10 you're going to go ahead of everybody in order to help them. So we understand that's the preparation to enter into Shoah. Why does it need three days? When Yeshua sure wanted to prepare everybody so to go into the trial. So he gave them three. Each day, three days' time. Why does he need three days? What, what, what do they have to prepare? It was going to take so long. So you're going to see the next parrot. that Yeshua wanted to give himself time to send Miragim beforehand, which is going to, which he sends in very place. You're going to see the next week, Blessed Hashem. He sends spies ahead, and therefore you have to give the spies chance to come back to brief him and um, before the crash is already. Now, it doesn't it doesn't wasn't that it needed three days preparation? He gave himself three days in order to align the chance to send the miracle, which we'll see why he wanted to do that. But there's one more point, which is uh, important to pay attention to here. And that is, after being with Tzavib, Bnei God and Bnei Ruvain, that they're going to be the advanced gods like they promised Moshe. So what are they answering? What are they resp- What are they reply to? In the post says "The Vayana is Yeshua Leymar, and, them, and, them, and they you, and and said, Whatever you tell us to do, we're going to do. Whatever you tell us to, we'll go. As much as you listen to Moshe, we will listen to you. And then the last possible, Anybody who disobeys you, he's, he'll get killed. What's the request? Okay, so they had made an agreement with Moshe, and Yeshua was reminding. Them, he wasn't asking them to do anything more. He was reminding them of the, of the agreement they made with Moshe, and that's why they had to go ahead. So why is it necessary for them to reply, like we we'll listen to you also, just like we listen to Moshe? Not only that, and it Mesa. This goes back to the episode we saw last night, and that is the transition of of the leadership from Moshe to Yeshua. And here you see the other example of the same idea. We still spoke about it last night that just like the underlying reason for the chait of the Miraglim, we spoke about it yesterday, was the fact that Klai Shul was scared about going to show and without the leadership of Moshe. Right? The, the fact that they heard in the village, Yeshua Machnes, not Moshe, was what caused them to be afraid we're not going to be Metzlich. Now, that was why Hashem came to Yeshua, the chizok he gave him, Hashem is going to be with you also. Now we see Klai Shul already also. And right? when Yeshua comes to B'nai and B'nai Ruben, so he comes there with the tsyvi of Moshe. He says, What you're gonna be the ones to go into the you, you're gonna lead the battle, so to speak. You're gonna be the ones to face the hardest part of the war. Right? You're gonna be the front line soldiers. Remember that you did it for Moshe. That's what Yeshua tells him. He says, remember, Moshe And that's the machaif. Moshe told you to do it. And what's their answer? Yeshua is listening to you we don't need the fact that we were mechaib to Moshe now you the leader we, we have the allegiance to you you tell us to do it, we're going to do what you tell us to do and that was in Claudius were ready to go into tell us to show it wasn't that they even though they didn't have Moshe ben, it wasn't that they felt it without Moshe so to speak they had learned from the mistake Yeshua you're, sure you're in charge and you're going to accept from you what you tell us to we'll go Rack obviously Relying that Hashem will look after you now with lucky you Moshe but we were prepared to accept the leadership from you that doesn't have to be just because that's what is the Hemshech of a so to speak with Moshe. And that's what the, the Nanakh is Marikh to explain the answer of Negod and uh, And response was the same thing. We we're ready to mukabul the leadership from Yeshua. And uh, listen to what Heavy says. The last one, which is interesting, is they say that anyone who disobeys the Yumos is Chayav Mesa Now, this is something which is more of a halachic discussion, which uh, I'll we'll just bring it up here briefly. And that is, why is Chayav Mesa because the den of Melech by That's the person who disobeys the Melech The Melech has the executive right to start a season, to quell rebellion and kill anyone who disagrees with the Malthus. And here's the big shaila: Who's called the Melech? Who's called the Melech? For this den that is the den of Melech by Who's called the Melech? The Davk is someone who's officially appointed as a king Or maybe Malthus based David or, or any leader of Ka Yisrael Or any Navi what gives the We don't find that any leader, everyone of importance had that ability to say whoever disagrees with you is Mesa The Khidr we find is that even though Yeshua was never appointed as a king, so to speak, he was a leader we But the the understood it, the, the den of a king And therefore they would say, it's the den of Moshe B'Malchus, whoever disobeys you Was it Moshe? The same thing, Moshe was a leader We never found Moshe was a crowned king The concept of a king only comes later but we but, but, but will see by the shayf, which ones felt they had this then, some of them did. But behold, this, this applies, and that is that the concept of malchus, even if it's not officially kingship, that only came later on, but the yusod at least, and that is that the leadership has the right to demand that if people don't listen to the high misa, we find it even earlier, we find it by Moshe, we find it by Yeshua also. So that's the first book of Yeshua. To sum up, the eki yusod, we saw in the paragraph, two points. It's the transfer of leadership from Moshe to Yeshua. The first what you saw at the beginning was Moshe Ha'ved Hashem. That his leadership continued even after he died because the point of his leadership was to bring Glaishal to Israel. So it was a you know, shlamus of his life work what Yeshua was doing. Yeshua was like, as the Mesharis. Like we said, he continued the kayach of Moshe. And then the next, the last point we saw was that Glaishal also got to the understanding that. We can, we can exist beyond Moshe. Even though Moshe is no longer here, Yeshua is going to bring us in. And we have the same respect and allegiance to Yeshua that we had to Moshe. And the, the, the same dinim that applied as the leader to Moshe about Yeshua also. He's not just the mamale mokum, so to speak, the step in, the, first, the person filling in for Moshe. He's now the leader and he has the same din. That's the, the limit of the first work of Yeshua.